Yo ho, yo ho, an outer experience for me. That'll make sense later. On today's episode, we introduce a new type of episode, if you will. It's called Lights, Camera, Reaction. We talk about movie reviews, and then we introduce our new way of reviewing movies. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Share it with your friends. You know, write us a five-star review on iTunes. It doesn't take very long. Or send us an email at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. welcome back. Sorry, was that loud? No, that was great. Welcome to Outer Experience, because Cassie... When you're in the experience... You've got to get out of it. Because if you're in the experience, you've got to get out of it. you got to get out of it now. That's good. got to get out of it now. That's our catchphrase, well, how, and we're sticking to it. How does that last part go? Well, initially, it went... If you're in the experience, you gotta get out of it. You gotta get out of it now. Oh, that's what Emma and Beverly sang. I think it was Emma who came up with co-wrote. And um, that's yeah. And then I, I that's me on the guitar playing the intro music. By the way, and it just did not sound good at all doing it that way. Like ending on that note, it didn't work. So I had to give it a little bit of a rise, you know. Anyway. Fun little fun little fun little fact tidbit. For you. Outer Experience was also my high school band. That's why this is called Outer Experience. Shout out Jacob Kennedy. Thank you, Jacob. The Can Man. We did ask permission to use that name before. We did? Yeah, you asked him if he was cool with it. And he's like, dude, I'm wait, cool. I, I thought you asked him. Oh I oh shoot. Well, dude, I thought you were in the jacuzzi with him. I thought you were supposed to have him. We were all there. <laughs> Let's <kidding>. be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and jacuzzis. Shout out, Jacob. Synonymous. Again. Well, but we are back after... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was in the you jacuzzi were about alone add. with Jacob. Okay, just, yeah. so just, to be okay. just to be clear. Jacob's a great friend. Great friend. That, you know, I'm the one who jacuzzis with him alone. All the time. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Where, 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 where are we at? Okay. Well, it's been a while. It's been a few weeks, and we've been on a hiatus. It is not because we don't love the show. It's not because we didn't have material. It's not it's because, because we don't love our audience. Not oh, oh, No, it's not. We love our audience. It's because a darn little cable on my computer that connects my hard drive to my motherboard or whatever you broke. Computer words. Yeah. And it connects my computer thingy to my computer. I was really worried. So one day I was, was right after we watched a movie. We had just watched something online. And we streamed it from my computer. While you were sleeping? No. This is before Disney Plus. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been. Anyway, we just finished watching a movie. I went to go like check out my appointments for tomorrow. Shout out. I have appointments for work. And um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to anyone, any of my clients named. who listen. Well, well, <laughs> what is that? I thought you were shouting out to the person named I have appointments for work. Oh, that guy? No, he's a jerk. Oh, yeah. Hate him. I don't like him. Yeah, the I can't worst. trust him as far as I can throw him. <laughs> can't throw him very far. He's kind of a big guy. Yeah, he's big, big guy. Carry on. Anyway, I go onto my computer, right? And I'm like eager McBeaver over here. I'm like, tomorrow's going to be a great day. And then my computer goes white. 
and there is a file with a question mark on it. And the last time I saw that symbol was when my roommate had accidentally spilt water on my laptop and destroyed the motherboard. Fried. Fried. Motherboard. And you know what? How you know how you fix that? You buy a new computer. So. Needless to say, there I was. <laughs> really worried. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh my goodness, if my computer just broke like this, then I'm, I'm going to cry. Luckily, we have YouTube, we have Google. So I Googled what's going on. And they were Possible like, hey, like this one, this one thread was like, hey, before you take it into a Mac shop, before know that you it cry. could just be this cable. It was a $20 fix for me, and my computer works great now. Try it out. So I was like, all right, well, I trust this guy with my life. You know, he posted on the internet, and he seems popular. So A lot of people liked it. Anyway, I got the cable. $15 on Amazon. We ordered two and never got because one the of first them. one hasn't even come yet. Thanks a lot, Amazon. And it doesn't even have a date for when it's going to arrive. So if any I think of you still have said that expected happen, for <laughs> expected for nothing. And it doesn't, doesn't even say a date. It. And then yeah, you can't return it because it says it's it's currently getting ready to be shipped. Well, it's been getting ready to be shipped for like three weeks now. That's not fair. So Noah, we might need your help with uh you know taking down the big dogs. Amazon, we're Shout gonna take out them Noah. off. Noah, just kidding. We're not we really going to sue anyone. Help. Yeah. <laughs> just tell us. How do we get this fixed? Anyway, we probably just have yeah, to call Amazon. Write us real. in an email at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. If you work for Amazon, <laughs> introduce yourself and then we'll jump over. Yep. And while you're at it, you know, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you wish. That really helps. You know what also really helps? Having a ton of listens. And for some reason... There I am checking, you know, the analytics of this podcast the because, stats. you know, we we we're we're progressing. Sir, we're up 16%. It's going great. So I always have to report to Cassie just to let her know like, hey, this is financially viable. He this calls is a me good sir thing. sometimes. Sometimes. Only when we're talking business. Yeah. And anyway, I check up on our episodes and they average anywhere from 30 to like 70 listens per episode. Hashtag episode. per capita. Per capita. And <laughs> Anyway, our first episode ever that we recorded was the top 10 movies of 2017. Cassie, do you remember that episode? I remember that episode. What are your, what's your highlight from that episode? Uh, the When we talked about the top 10 movies from the year 2017. That's my highlight, too. Wow. Yeah. Jinx. Turns out that's everyone's highlight because that episode went, as the kids are saying it, Viral. viral. If you will, yeah. in a very small way. For some reason, that episode had like five listens, like literally five, because we moved it over from another place where the initial listens were occurring. And then I checked it, and it's like 500 one day. And I'm like, 500 for that? Why? What on earth is happening in 2017 that is brought forward to 2019? You know, I assumed it was like a a, a hole in the space time continuum, and people were it was a glitch trying to t- tell us something. You know. Um, Anyway, I just kept checking in that day, and then it went from 500, 600, 700, 800. I'm like, oh, my goodness. All if I had day. an ad on that, I would have gotten like a dollar. Or three. Yeah. Probably three. And then, Anyway, it, ends up, it ended up stopping at 1,497 listens. What? That's a lot. So we, so we have three, three more, more people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't stopping if short of If you really want to go back in time <laughs> with us to 2017, listen to us on our very first podcast. Be forgiving. And Tim it's had a great podcast. idea of doing a commentary on one of our podcast episodes. And Noah had a great idea of just making everything about 2017 movies. 
And so I, I think we might have to. I mean, that's what the audience is telling us to do. The audience in Virginia, specifically. Yeah, Virginia. I, I assume someone's computer in Virginia. Do we know anyone in Virginia? I Cascot. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll Maybe have their to computer them. broke and it kept playing. Maybe. Either that or Tim had a good idea where right it was now? someone, it was an English class. They were trying to learn English and they had that episode to learn. And they said, here, listen to this episode. <laughs> I, I'm Don't not going to attempt it. <laughs> I was going to say something about like how the only thing they can say is Last Jedi and Salt. Yes. But I didn't want to racially put anybody in this category. <laughs> so he just didn't say anything. He wasn't being rude to anyone. I can learn to read. That from is the specifically thing. from something. Yes. yes. <laughs> It's not. It's, it's not a guy him. who can't read. Yes. It's not okay. a, anyway. But <laughs> if you can't read and you want to learn to read, then you can learn to read with a book. Shout out Stephen Gunderson. That thing. For some reason, we went to the visitor center in Utah and we watched that, and like it was killing us the whole time. Dying. We're just like, oh, the guy can learn to read, but he cannot learn to talk. <laughs> That's gonna take some time. To read. <laughs> yeah. He will learn, learn eventually. Yeah. Anyway, great. Those are great. Those are pictures that light up. And anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked. That's a no. whole other podcast. That is a whole other <laughs> podcast. So, Cassie, we're here Colton. tonight talking about one of our favorite items, which is movies. We love movies. Love and them. we're not the only ones who love movies. As a matter of fact, 246 million people. Is that the real number? Yeah, 246 million Americans and Canadians went to the movies last year. Can you believe it? What is it about movies that Americans and Canadians love? So, to be honest, we've recorded this question Three already times. because the computer keeps working. And when it comes to the third time where I have to answer this question, I'm trying to be creative and come up with a new answer. Go on. But also, I just... No, just, just I, first thing comes to your head. Real, What's the most surface level that's reason thing, why you think people like it? Is that it's the third time and I'm going for a complete blank. So, what do you think? I think that they're entertaining. And they're popular. And it's something that is communal. You know, yeah. everyone can go to the same movie and we can all have a discussion and we can all feel connected for one moment. Through the movie. Yeah. And like if it. it's a sad movie, we can all cry together. Yes, if it's a happy movie, bond. we can all laugh together. If it's a melodramatic piece based on the uh, ancient times of Roman England, then we can all Roman <laughs> be <England>. very confused <laughs> together. <laughs> I was going to try to say something sophisticated, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I've tried this but three that's times. But movies also can teach us something, which is awesome. Whether it's a moral or, or it's literally something about a culture or new words. Yeah. About places, people. Amen. Things. I think what we often animals. forget and what a lot of people forget <laughs> is that movies are art. And that there are they thousands are. of people working on each big budget movie. Yeah. You, know, you have independent films that sometimes are students, sometimes they're up and coming directors, sometimes yeah. they're crazy people. It's a handful of people. Hashtag the room. Yeah. Where they're just, they just wanted to make a movie. So they make a movie. And what a lot of people don't recognize, again, but is even then they put so much work so into it. So much work. So many you don't hours. Just get a script approved. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> no, I haven't tried. No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Almost tried. I've thought about trying. But And that I counts. Mean, there are books and books and books of how to get like a uh, script published, like Save the Cat. There are agents, there are thousands of different ways. I, I mean, it, it is a truly difficult thing. And I think it's something that 
I, I, it's just something that we as consumers do too often is we label things like, for example, like a professional sport or like an athlete. Like if someone misses a throw, we say, like say like a quarterback, like Philip Rivers threw an interception tonight. I'm still a little broken up about it. Yes, you and are. I can be like, why can't why can't he make that play? You know, I could say that just like that. But like I'm taking it out of context. Like they're playing a game in Mexico City. They're losing to their divisional rivals. Their offensive line might have missed a block. And, you know, he might have been under pressure and it might have been the one read he had, you know. So it's like put things in context and then you get more of appreciation of what they're doing. I'm a big believer. In doing that with movies. I'm a big believer in context. Yes. Some might say I'm a Colton context. Colton context? Were you trying to make a rhyme? I don't know. I was going to say something, but it was from another podcast. I just don't want to steal their stuff. Oh, got it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's something that Cassie and I have been talking about a lot. And when we talk about movies, we try to like give movies their due because I feel because 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 because. That's sorry, James always James says does because that. like that. That's he like, picked that up because and it's off. darling. Yeah, it's He's really only cute. two years old. Hashtag because, because. two. Two, two. Almost three. And you know, I mean, there, there are so many different podcasts, different YouTube channels. The news has people talk about movies. And because we're all consumers, I think sometimes we label them down or we don't give them their Enough fair credit. shake. Is that fair? That, that is fair. And, and so here's an analogy that I thought of the other day. Like when you walk into an art gallery, let's say you walk into an art gallery. It's a nice art gallery. And you see... A stick figure. You can walk up to that painting and be like, oh, that that's really basic. Like, I get it. Like, it's just a person. And then you walk up to another piece that's, like, more abstract. It has, like, colors over here. It has a circle over there. And then, like, maybe a man not even with a, a circle. half maybe a face. It's, maybe it's an organic shape. Yeah, maybe it's, like, a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. And then it, like, makes you think, like, oh, like, there might be a little bit more than I need to think about here. You know? Have you ever maybe. been to an art gallery where you've been like, oh, like, I'm maybe intrigued. there's something about this? To be honest, I haven't been to very many art galleries. What? what? I, I know. <laughs> BYU-Idaho actually had a really cool one in the they sport. Did. I That's really right. liked that. That's right. Really did. nice art gallery. I actually did go to that one. I don't, think, I don't think I've been one to sit and try to interpret something out of an art piece. That, that's like kind of my point. It's like we, we don't really do that. We don't. I guess the analogy doesn't really work well, but the thing is, is movies, at least again, these most of these big ones, most of these ones that are trying to say something, are are doing just that. They actually are trying to say something, and sometimes we just look at the surface level. Well, just like in a painting, the artist took time to make something. Like, yeah, maybe it was just a stick figure, but there is a story as to why they decided to paint that, or. Or there is a story to their really abstract painting. They have some kind of a something. Maybe maybe it is just that they liked that color. I don't know. But the very fact they're trying to tell a story means that there's like something there, which is cool. something. Even for those like independent movies. Or maybe like they aren't even about. trying to tell a story. Group. Maybe they're just like, here, this is what <laughs> I wanted to make today. Yeah, I, and it's and interesting fine. to me, and that's what I love when you get again when you get context of like who made the movie, what time of the year was it? You know, wh- how, where were we at in history? But on top of that, like, so I, have you ever, do you watch, like, have you watched foreign movies before? I haven't watched like different countries, very different languages. Many. No. The reason no. I ask that is I feel I like there's a different way French. that 
people just tell stories differently. If you so you have seen like old French films. I don't rem- good I don't remember them though. It was in high school because I took French. Was it in the high one school. of the the guy the angel playing chess against the knight, the no. black and white one? Oh, that's a really famous one. You ever see you you have Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yeah. Like they they reenact that scene. Oh. I forget what it's called though. This is embarrassing. There are old French films though. Well, the reason I bring up foreign films is because. It's a representation of different cultures. So it's really cool to watch foreign films because it kind of forces you to be like, oh, this is not how I normally would tell a story or this is not normally how I'd think. And I think that's just an interesting perspective to have with all the movies is that these are coming from different people and there's different intent with each person. It might not be super obvious as in like another country's culture, but it still is a different way to approach a story that could mean something to you, but you have to do a little bit of digging. I like that. Me too. Now, uh, before we get into the deep stuff, I wrote down this question, and I was just like, Tim would be so proud of this question. Shout out, Tim. Also, Tim, I think there's a spider on your shoulder. No, I'm just kidding. Made you laugh. Gotcha. <laughs> we actually did that in the first recording. <laughs> had to do and it And then again. the thing broke. <laughs> anyway, I, I liked that bit, so I had to keep it in. Yeah. It was better welcome, the first Tim. one, if I'm being honest. This this one was fine, but I felt a little... You didn't feel, I like, feel like he I was trying too hard. Or like, or like, maybe you like didn't truly believe for that moment that there was a spider on his shoulder, but in the first one you did. The first one I did, and I was yeah. looking out for my brother. This yeah. one I was kind of just trying to capture that. But anyway, I care for you, Tim. You're the man, and you're a great, great guest slash host. Anyway, when I was wor- working on like some of the questions just to introduce what we're going to be going over, I thought of a good m- question where if an alien were to watch a movie from us from America or from like our world. What do you think, how do you think they would look at, let's say a movie like Remember the Titans. <laughs> like what Love would it. they, what would they, how would they perceive like a movie? Like I, I feel like you'd be a lot more observant if it was just a completely foreign concept. Okay. Well, potentially if they're, if they're watching it to actually learn, then maybe they'll actually take the time to sit and watch through it. But I have not been one to appreciate foreign movies when I don't understand the language. Yeah. So that's totally fair. it's pretty boring. I guess I'm trying to just illustrate the point of like when you're outside of your comfort zone, you are a little bit more actively observant. Of yeah. Yeah. There's a really cool YouTube channel for anyone who likes YouTube oh, yeah. called Earthling Cinema. Have you seen that before? Have yeah, I, seen I have seen that before. So it's an alien, a guy who dresses up as an alien and actually does this. So he watches like really famous movies like Shawshank Redemption and all that stuff. And he watches it and he like, he like Dissect. first like goes through the plot, but like what an alien would think like, oh, this is weird. Maybe this is what it's, it's really funny. That part's really comedic. But then he gets into the analysis part and he's like, oh, maybe humans really cared about this like this seems like a very big symbol symbol of like this thing here so maybe that's what and it's really cool because he picks apart like the symbolism and it's actually pretty impressive the stuff that they go over and that's that's what we're talking about today i suppose is the state that at least i've seen on the internet and in general of how we approach movies because we approach them like we own them like, we know or exactly what they were trying to say, yeah. and they did it the wrong way. What are your thoughts on that? And how dare them? And how dare them? Yeah, and we don't we don't appreciate the time that they took. Sometimes it's, well, it's, it's really easy to take something that only takes you an hour and a half to watch to think it only took, you know, a day or two to make. Yeah. 
we don't we don't take into account all the oh work man, that was yeah. put into it and even if it is a really awful movie that you didn't appreciate maybe someone else loved it yeah but that's the thing is someone else did love it in most cases i don't think there's one movie that's universally hated by all and i, I bet there I bet might I'm be. not wrong. I bet there actually is probably one that everyone hates, and even the creator hates. But we have to find it. We have to find that movie. If you know, if I don't you know really want to find it. Actually, I, let's leave you? it where it is. It's probably like some independent movie made by like some crazy person. And I just uh, don't just know a little psychotic and yeah. s- telling us things we don't want to hear. But that's what I love. I love talking about movies. I'll give you an example. There was a movie that I never really loved growing up. It was Forrest Gump. I was always like, eh, not a big fan. And the reason really is my mom does not like Forrest Gump. <laughs> she's, so it's a pass it's down. Not for her. Yeah, pass you know? down trait. And, like, and so for me, I was kind of like, yeah, he's like, he doesn't seem like a believable person. And it's not my favorite movie. Hashtag didn't grow up in the 60s slash 70s. So it just didn't, you know, wasn't yeah. didn't resonate with me. Then I had a friend tell me, you need to watch it again. And you need to like understand why Forrest Gump is the way he is and why he is triumphant over every obstacle that comes his way. And so I rewatched Forrest Gump with purpose, with purpose being like, okay, why is he like this? What is the movie trying to tell me? And Forrest Gump puts it in best in his own words when he says, I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. I know that accent. Boy, oh boy. Academy award winning Forrest Gump. He won for best. He he won for best actor on that one. Yeah, it's good performance. I'm just kidding. He is a. It's a really good performance. I I I think it is. I I I'm also. It takes a little bit to stomach. Yeah, you just have to take it at its own terms, though. I think. But it was in that moment where I was like, oh, like he symbolizes somebody who is only focused on what he loves and like who he loves. He loves Jenny and he loves people, and he's always giving his best in everything that he did, and he was able to stay out of the chaos during the '60s. There was so much going on and people were getting so caught up in what was going on externally. Like Jenny herself was like, I have to be part of a movement. I have to do this. I have to do this. Where it's like he kept it so simple. It was like, I just need to love people. And like for through that was able to like be this instrumental part in everything historical in the movie. And it's a fun little, you know, callback to to like that time period. I imagine if it was around that age, it'd be cool to be like, oh, I remember when the Watergate thing happened or oh, I remember you know, the Vietnam stuff. And it's just a really interesting exploration of that time and like how frantic everybody was, but how having a central purpose of like love would have been something that could have got you through it. I guess that's what, that's what made me change my mind. I literally changed my mind on Forrest Gump after I watched it that time. I was like, okay, this movie is good. It gave you a new perspective. Yes. I don't, a personal perspective though. I can appreciate if people still don't like it. It's yeah. okay if you don't oh, like it. Of course. I, I think the more, my frustration just stems from groups of people online or it, it just if I hear the same reason as to why someone doesn't like a movie then I'm just like like again if that's your true reason for not liking it it's great but if it's just because you heard someone else say that online and you're just like well the pacing is really bad or this is really what bad what does that even mean yeah then it's just to me it's like I think you're like you're watching it I mean you're you're not you're not analyzing it in, I think, the most enjoyable way. I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong because people, they get, there's well still a sense of community. Fine if they, yeah, and it's perfectly fine if they have some sort of personal disliking to it. Totally. Whatever. If you, if you were, if, 
if something else was going on, that's, that's why it's important to take the context. Maybe you were watching that on a day when something else bad was going on. And now your association with that movie, whether you understand it or not, your association with it is just not good feelings because something else was going on. I don't know. And that's a very valid reason why to not like a movie. But it's also a valid reason to like a movie. Exactly. I suppose. I think we give too much credit for certain things like, oh, the pacing. Again, pacing. That's the one that everyone always says. But I'm just like, please elaborate. Because you could say that about anything. You just got bored. But what part did you get bored at? Why did you get bored? Why do you think you got bored? You know? Really? Colton loves intellectual arguments about movies <laughs> movies and sports <laughs> which isn't that great but I, I just like getting down to the base of like the why because in my opinion that's again with like the the forrest gump example like i i feel like i learn stuff more that way and i can learn where people are coming from in a better way when i get to the basis of what they're talking about i don't even want to start on politics but i do think if people would just talk about the real reasons behind stuff instead of just putting it you know talking with these banal general, platitudes stop it <laughs> And generalizations. Yeah. <laughs> I had to use it. And it was pretty good. I was going to use it. You were good. But like, that's the <laughs> problem is that we, we justify our own beliefs from what someone else has said. But it's like, what well, that point is it your own belief? Because yeah. that, those aren't your words. So it's like, what take do you, the time you to, to figure, figure out. out yeah. Take the time to figure out what you're actually thinking. And like in college, yeah. I think I, I think the reason why this is something I've been more passionate about lately, and Cassie can confirm that because I talk her ear off about Ooh, movies, baby. Um, I have no ears. It's just because, because, because. I just don't think it's a good. I, I it's it's not good for a community if you can't have a like a civil conversation. And I think the movie that kind of really was like the tipping point with that was the last Jedi. And that was a couple years ago. <laughs> I had to bring it back because <laughs> 2017, that, that You're was right. the most popular it's episode. Well, and we haven't had a last it's Jedi well reference in this episode. So, but it's just, people will say that, like, I hate what they did here. And that's okay. If you like January, like, you know what? I like Luke Skywalker and I just didn't see him doing that. Totally valid point for not liking the movie for yourself. That's okay. But if you say like, What's like a common example? I'm trying to think. If they're like, oh, it just Ray, doesn't raise Mary Sue or something like that. Have what? you ever heard that argument? No. It's What's a really Mary silly Sue? argument that no one knew what a Mary Sue was until The Force Awakens come out. Basically, it's somebody who's like all powerful with no explanation. But she does have an explanation. You know, anyway. Yeah. But this is my thing is it's like speaking in that way where it's just like this thing is this. Did you come up with that? So phrase? it's not. Yeah. Good. Or did you read that somewhere and yeah. say, oh, yeah, that's really good. Which that's what we do is we, we consume it so we can justify our position. But it's, it's better to just justify your own position. Take and uh, this is something we Well, this is something Col Colton and I have talked about is is the ability to be able to think critically on your own. Don't look it up online. Don't go. Um, get your opinion from someone else. Sit and think in your own mind. Oh yeah, and come up with a reason or a yeah. I don't know. It's that honestly, I think that's a really big part of it because the internet is pretty new, honestly, and I do think that we're kind of learning how to use it. And what I mean in by a that productive is just way. Like when you have a question about something, instead of studying it or instead of pondering it and thinking about it, we have to Google it because really that's what knowledge access. is. is, is it's it's being able to spew out facts. It's not being able to rationalize or you know talk about it. Anyway, we're getting a little bit too serious for a movie discussion. We are. But so, 
We hope this you're was enjoying the motivation. It. So here we go again. I'm, I'm giving you context here. Before we introduce this movie grading scale, that, that's the purpose of this episode, is we're going to be talking about a new movie grading scale that we think is going to at least move the movie discussion forward in a way that would be... I, I productive ex- yeah, and productive, but fun. Like, you, give your, you give each movie its due, you know, and it's kind of... It's kind of harder to think of movies this way because it does require you to answer a few questions. Quite a few. At least if you're a movie lover, such as myself or Cassie, then I think it's, yeah, it's It's fun and you get more appreciation out of the movie. So that's, with that being said, this is the tentative title for it, but I think I like it, but I'm not positive yet. So here are the areas. Let's introduce it. So the aspects that we are going to be like analyzing here are we have three different categories the first category is the creative side of the movie and that we're going to be covering items such as the plot dialogue so the writing characters the set the design the symbolism the overall meaning of the movie that's going to be its own category and then we call that creativity and you have to give that you know a one out of ten you know that you basically you grade it like you would normally with a normal movie now, the second category is the technical side. So how well is the film shot? How well is it directed? Does it feel cohesive? How well is the, how good is the acting? Is it good? Is it really well performed? Is the sound editing good? Basically, the unspoken heroes of movies. You know, like, let's take a look at it. Like, what is it about the camera work that makes you feel like this one in particular is a special movie? And, you know, other things like score. So that's another separate category. So we've got creativity. And technicality. So that's 10 out of 10 for creativity, 10 out of 10 for technical side. And then the last one is personal reasons. Cassie, do you want to explain what I mean by personal reasons? So typically when you watch a movie, you um, have your own personal context. You have your own experiences. You have all of your own ideas when you walk into that movie theater. When you leave that movie theater or leave that movie or you know get done watching or whatever – then you in some way have interacted with it because you've used your mind to think about it and it either really resonated with you or you really didn't like it. And more often than not, it's because of your own experiences and your own ideas that you either liked it or didn't like it. And so because of that... We want to have a scale that gives value to that. Exactly. For example, let me, sh- let me give you an, an example of a movie that creatively probably isn't a 10 out of 10. Technically, probably isn't a 10 out of 10, but for me personally, is definitely a 10 out of 10. And that movie is Remember the Titans. Now, we're not going to go over that like in detail of all three, but I just yeah. want, this is just for the personal scale. And this is one of I, my favorite movies of all time. And I thought you were going to say Keenan and Kel. And that, that too. <laughs> well, I, well, I could go on about that one. No, <laughs> but the reason Remember the Titans is always going to be one of my favorite movies is it came out right around the time, I think I was like 12 or something like that. And... It just hit me in the perfect way. It was football was my favorite sport. Denzel Washington was one of my favorite actors. But more importantly, and this is the honest part, is my dad took Thomas and I to see Remember the Titans on our birthday one year. And after the movie, which again, I thought was like the best movie ever. It was just so cool. It was just us three in the theater because it had been out for a while. This Our birthday is in December and I think that movie had come out a couple months before. But I remember watching it and just being like, I love this movie. This is so great. And it was such a good feeling to be with all three of them. And then we got home and we had a surprise birthday party. 
which we, we kind of already knew about it. Hashtag Shane spoiled it. Oh. But that being said, it was just like a perfect Cute. day. And that movie's always going to be perfect to me. You know, it's always going to be a 10 out of 10 on my personal scale. But that being said, you have to be able to recognize like, yeah, it's not shot perfectly. Yeah, it's not the most impressive dialogue, but it's, you know, to me, that doesn't matter. Like what matters is like how great, like, because I, I truly do feel like it's great. I'm not trying to talk down on that stuff because it is good. But like personally, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Do you have any movies Love like it. that that you're just like, I know it's not like a great movie, but for me, it's like perfect. I've got a couple of them. I feel like uh, Stick It is a, it's just not, it's it, because of. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I can fully explain the context of it. But it was a movie that we loved to watch, my sister and I. And it just was one that we would watch all the time. It was, like, weirdly funny to me. But I know that it's not a great movie, but it just is a fun movie. It Stick actually it. isn't that bad. We just watched it recently. It wasn't yeah. that bad. I thought it was funny. But it's not, it's not anything that's, like, mind-blowing or, you know, cutting edge. or. But it was fun. Yeah. And I love it. I bet Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Mr. Megorium's Wonder too. Emporium, definitely. Yeah. And then she's the man. There are just those movies that yeah, and They're I, just I think fun it's important to credit that side of it. And that's great. So the new scale, so it'd be a thirty. Uh, it's a scale from one to thirty of these movies, and I think it's nice because you know if someone tells you the new scale, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I'd give this movie a twenty-four. You know, being that they analyze the creative side, the technical side, and the personal side. If you hear something in the twenties, it's like, oh, this movie must be good." You know? It must be a great movie. I know you can already do that with one out of ten, but but it breaks it. it down. Well, I feel like it breaks it down into a different range because there's so many movies and so many different possibilities for the movie to go that it breaks it down into instead of just oh this movie was seven out of ten. I feel like there's a ton of movies that can be seven out of ten, but even within that range, I can watch one and be like that movie is not a seven out of ten for me because personally. It doesn't give me that full appreciation or whatever else. Maybe, yeah, it was mel- well made or whatever. Like, yeah. for example, I I know that this is probably blasphemy, but I didn't really like The Revenant. It was way too, like... Gory. It was gory. It, it made me feel like I was really living there. So I can appreciate the technical and creative aspect of it that it truly made me feel like I was surviving in this really awful time and so for that reason I hated it so personally it was not a good movie to me so but for many reasons it was really well made and whatever else it could be a really high scale still totally you could still recognize the technical side of it or the creative side of it exactly but you also you know like personally doesn't work for me no that's great personally love that movie I know but I love you more yes hashtag my wife but this gives me a reason to speak blasphemy about certain movies that you hold on a really high pedestal. Because it's totally it fair to do it. And, it th- and is. that's the thing. is I, uh, That's what I want this to be is an honest discussion, not only of the technical or creative side, because I don't feel like those get their due, but also on the personal side of things, you know, and not just to, to label it in a basic general way. So the name of this grading scale that we have for now is called Lights, Camera, Reaction. Reaction. Huh? You like it? Yeah, you keep We're not keep hearing applauding, anything. Keep applauding. Oh. <laughs> and that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that's the, again, I, I feel like that's a, that's like 80, I'm like 85% on that's what we're going to keep it. I like it. I think it's clever. 
But I also think, you know, if I ever do like a YouTube channel with yes. this, because I think I would want to, because I think it'd be fun to make videos. I, I believe you should. Maybe I will. I have to learn how to edit movies because I want to do like video clips of like what I'm talking about. So anyway, lights, camera, reaction. The lights referring to the creative side, the camera to the technical side, and the reaction to our reaction. So because this is a new concept, and bear with us, we're going to show you how it's done, if you will. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take you by the hand, walk and we're gonna it. walk you through the process of putting a movie through this rating scale. Do you have your ratings ready for this movie? Do you think you can get them ready? I can get them ready. Yes, through? yes, I can. And, and don't I worry if you don't. I have them in my head, but it's like I, they might change. If kay. you tell me something great, it's gonna change. You know. Okay, I mean? cool. So the movie we're gonna talk about is a movie that is beloved by Many. everybody. Has to be. Has to be. If you, don't, if you don't love this, then please tell us why, because we know you, you, you probably have some personal reason why, so please tell us. And we'd love to hear that at yes, ourexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, actually, the only reason, so I, we didn't mention the winner. We'll do that later of the contest. We'll add the that Keenan in. Kelfer. Add that in. We'll add that into the beginning, and we'll so cut this, this out. So by this time. <laughs> we'll cut <laughs> we this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. <laughs> anyway. The movie we're going to be talking about is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of, of the, the Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. Mm. You best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. So good. Well, women in London must not learn how to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, do one well, more quote. You have to do one more quote because I don't think people are going to get which movie we're talking about. You don't think so? Yeah. Well, you're going to uh, be saving her then. I, I can't I, swim. I disincline to acquiesce your request. Means no. Means no. <laughs> Great movie. Oh, so Great good. Great movie. And Excellent. Let's, let's, let's talk about why. First and foremost, again, we love context. And when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> do you like context? I appreciate do you think that context. Adds I think it does. It does. Movie I came love, out in 2003. Okay, when I love a movie, I love going back and learning about the context. It's like the fun facts, the fun little tidbits. The fast facts, the tidbits, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> what okay. you just said. What I just said. Yes, I will. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love setting the stage because, again, I want, I mean, if you watch a movie like, I don't know, like one of the prequel Star Wars movies, hashtag might be, make, might be making a podcast of those later. <laughs> you can look at them now and be hashtag. like, oh, this isn't great. But it's like, give it context and let's give this movie its due. Just know? real quick. I feel like you use hashtags as quotation marks. I do. Keep going. I do. I okay. love using hashtags the correct way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so... This movie comes out in 2003. Here's some very interesting facts about Pirates of the Caribbean, which I think a lot of people might have forgotten, but it's an interesting thing. So, and I don't want to get too into this because this is like conspiracy talk here. This was Disney's first PG-13 movie of all time. Nuh-uh. The very first one. Yes, it was. Wow. And this movie had been in production. Like, and when I say production, I mean it was getting written and stuff like that since 1993 crazy and they're working on it like crazy and they get this movie together and it's 2003 and it's the first ever pg-13 disney movie and the reason like i wanted to say like so i'm of a firm believer and i'm going to try to be sensitive with this that two th that 9-11 significantly changed movies okay like, i know that luckily this movie isn't terribly dark by any means but Things ended a little bit bleaker in movies. I don't think, may, I, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm going way off base thinking that the PG-13 rating had something to do with movies being changed. When did when did PG-13 even start to 
be a thing? Probably like the 80s. Because I remember they were like kind of racy when they were first coming out. Like I think the very first PG-13 movie ever was Red Dawn. Oh. And it's pretty violent. I've never seen, never seen it. You haven't? Wolverine! Nope. Seth, oh, 1984. Like that one. They showed me that one. Isn't PG it Red Dawn? PG-13 rating was introduced on July 1st, 1984. Before that, it was just PG and R. Yeah. No middle ground. Oh, Red Dawn. I was right. 1984's Red Dawn. Interesting. Good movie. Okay, so carry on. First PG-13 movie. First PG-13 movie ever of Disney. Like, why do you think they would have done that for Pirates of the Caribbean? I I feel like the story couldn't be fully told without the intense fear that you get from that first moment that she's on the ship and realizes that she's surrounded by skeletons. Yeah. By creepy terrifying pirate skeletons the movie's violent it is violent yeah they shoot each other they stab each other she stabs him in that first little bit i yeah anyway i it is so good though that's like one thing i want to stress this movie is great did you remember hearing about it before you watched it oh yeah really oh yeah yeah was it did you see it in the theaters I i to be clear i was 10 years old so would you, were you were pretty strict you can't go? Um, we – okay, so I watched it I think when it was a couple years old, maybe like two years old. You couldn't have watched it when you were two years old. When it was two years oh. old. <laughs> <laughs> when the movie was two years old. So you I'm no time traveler. <laughs> okay. So you watched it. it you, you don't remember so your first So I don't right? I don't remember hearing about it. I didn't have any kind of anticipation for it. This is the first time I watched it. We were in our basement. Our friends, the Curtises, were over. They were really good family friends. Yeah. And they always watched the movies that were like cool, fun. Like they they had the action. ones like action movies and then the westerns and and I always I always appreciated their their um movie recommendations. They had good taste in movies. And so we were there and I don't remember if they brought it and had rented it. Anyway, we were in our basement and they were like, you have to watch this movie. And it was all of us kids. And I was like, I don't want to watch some dumb pirate movie. And then I remember watching it and my Wait, mind was blown. It, but you've been to Disneyland before yeah, that, right? Yeah, but I hadn't, I hadn't fully appreciated it. It had been a long time. Once. I had been once or twice and I was little. Oh, that So I did not things. have, yeah, I did not have the exposure to Pirates of the Caribbean that other people did. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, Other people knew, meaning I you. knew it was coming. Pirates of the Caribbean, y'all. If you haven't listened to our top ten Disney rides, Pirates that's of like Caribbean is an inc- five, and it might be going incredible up. ride. That ride it's is awesome. I don't remember what it is for me. It's probably like three. But cars, Love it. cars ride might be going up too. We just watched Cars with James on Sunday, and all I could think of like Radiator Springs is such a good ride. I this don't want to go a, off too much of a tangent. No, yeah. But so here's the thing: living in California and Carlsbad, you know, Anaheim's an hour away. We went to Disneyland all the time, and Pirates of the Caribbean was a staple. We went every time we went. You, know? you have to. It was a great, you know, it was a great thing to pass through, but it was also a great experience, a great outer experience. And one of the pirates came to me and said, "Hey, you should start a podcast later in your life." And I was like, "Okay." That's where the inspiration came from. Yeah. So again, you want context. You want to know why you're listening to the show, why I made the show. That's me. And um, anyway, this is a cool fun fact too. Guess where the premiere was held for the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl? Um, Disneyland? Yes. That's really fun. So, like, where they do the Fantasia what? show, they had an entire screen showing up. What? They've done that for Lone Ranger, and they did that for Tomorrowland, I think, too. That's <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean's better than Wins. all of them. Wins, yes. <laughs> yes, but 
I can appreciate that. That's really fun. Yeah. So that that they had the premiere is the first ever movie premiere at Disneyland, and again, this movie like dominated. This movie did so well, and. To give you context of what was going on in movies, The Return of the King came out that year, so Lord of the Rings was huge. Those three movies were gigantic, and that's part of the reason I think why Orlando Bloom got the role. Probably. I think it's definitely the reason, actually, because he was definitely like... And because he's a he's smoke like, oh, show. Lord of the Rings, and he's like, he's like the new guy. Yeah. I think they had like Tobey Maguire was like considered oh. for it. Oh, man. I'm he was busy doing Spider-Man. Doing. But they had like a few other like big-time actors that you're like, oh, like... They Interesting. Better, you know? Not Tobey. Oh, no, it was great for this, though, too. I thought he I thought he fit the role. Yeah. And so let's get into this movie creatively, shall we? Let's do it. So do you want to give a brief synopsis of the plot? Um, so we got Elizabeth Swan played by Keira Knightley. We got Orlando Will, Bloom. Will Turner. Will Turner. Will Turner. So man, this could be hard. Should I just read something off of the internet? Uh, yeah, just we have to. to. We're just going to keep it simple. You guys have all seen it, too. But just to set the stage. There again, you go. We're, we're, we love context. We do. Jack Sparrow, a freewheeling 18th century pirate, quarrels with a rival pirate bent on pillaging Port Royal. When the governor's daughter is kidnapped, Sparrow decides to help the girls love save her. That love is a good is synopsis. That's good. That covers covers everything. And. It's cool. Like I love reading the taglines because it's like, oh man, there we go. You got you got. Well, and that doesn't give anything away about the curse, except for the title gives it away. I know, but But it doesn't doesn't say anything about it. It doesn't explain it. I remember. I even remember watching the trailer for the first time, and that was like the big reveal. Was like he was walking into the light, and he's like, "You best start believing in ghost stories." That part, and he turns into a ghost, and you're just like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And it was like really good effects, especially for that time. Oh yeah, it still holds up too. It still does. Not bad for sure. And it's cool because it's like, oh, these aren't just pirates. These are ghost pirates like this is really cool ghost and skeleton and pirates it's just a different take than you would have expected because like the ride has ghost pirates because they have the skeleton driving but like I guess but that's is what they he he's the only one yeah i'd know. love to well, know the, the creative the thinking that must there had to be so many people involved in the writing of it totally and that's what we're well, that's what we're going to give them their due we are as far as the plot goes with this movie i flippin love it it's quick. This it movie, keeps like, you going. Rolls. Is it two hours or how long is it? I think it's two hours and twenty minutes. Am I wrong? Two hours and thirty. I think minutes? you might be right. Yeah. So it's a longer movie, but like, I mean, it gets you from the very beginning, and just keeps you hooked on it. And I think a big reason why this movie works so well, as far as the story goes, is because they really, really nailed it with the characters. But the plot itself, again, we'll we'll stick on that aspect first. Um, it feels very. It, it's just a big time adventure. It's two and a half hours long. Is it really that? Two long? hours and twenty three minutes. Wow. And it doesn't feel that. At least for it me, it really doesn't. Doesn't feel that way. But it's such a great adventure. I think the plot does a great job at giving these characters, like putting them in these situations. Like I, I do think the story is really well written. It is. Let's I get agree. into the characters. Let's talk about them. So, like the characters themselves, we got. Will Turner, that we already mentioned, Orlando Bloom. He's introduced at the very beginning. He's solid. Not bad. He is. We got Kira Knightley, who plays Elizabeth Swan. Swan. Miss Swan. Elizabeth Swan. Uh, and then I th- one I of the greatest characters of all time, Captain Jack Sparrow. Seriously, though. What they did with him, I just, I mean, I, yeah. This is the best. He's one of the best characters. He's the he best really pirate is. character that's ever been made to film. Oh, for sure. Take pirate that, Blackbeard or uh, Long John Silver. Whoever else. Long John's pretty good. He is pretty good. <laughs> Long John's I spoke dead. too soon. 
All right, we got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind back a little bit. That, guy, <laughs> that guy's the best. Show yeah, dead Tom. <laughs> really? Dead Tom's dead. <laughs> that guy, though, you watch that scene again. Okay. It is so emotional. <laughs> dead Tom's dead. Long time shot him. <laughs> he's like so mad. He's like. <laughs> Like my poor friend's dead. Long and this guy <laughs> killed him. How dare him? Long John shot him. And then, and then, like just the change of emotions when the guy's like, he's always oh. been dead. That's why they call him Dead Tom. <laughs> drops oh, him. drops him to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Here he was cradling the guy, and then drops oh, him. He's dead. Oh, like oh, that. oh, okay. I don't care now. <laughs> All right. And that just makes another just, great movie. Muppets. Bones. We gotta do. <laughs> That's he's part of the crew. We gotta do a <laughs> lights every, camera reaction. Does everyone for the stay in that crew when they're dead? They just carry. Their oh boats yeah. Around. Oh yeah. Dead Tom. He's a, he's a really Maybe integral part. He's probably we the founding start father. A, no, we gotta start a theory. Um, dead Tom actually probably took he a coin. Part of the pirates thing. They yeah. All connects. Yeah, That's why we brought it up. We didn't yeah. get distracted. Um, Barbosa, another great character. Oh my goodness. So cool. So. <laughs> To add to this, th- this character is—he was so good. He's so great, and we, we're I promise using we're, gonna, a lot of we're not just going to use these words. basic words. We are going to get into it. I'm like trying to figure out exactly how to to start getting into that stuff. But this is how much I love Barbosa personally. The second movie was fine; it wasn't terrible. But I remember watching it, and I remember at the end when he walks down the stairs and he's still alive. You're just like, <gasps> my, and it just it ended on like the biggest high because I'm like, yes, Barbosa's back. Like he's so good, Ooh. he's so good. Um, I think it's a really cool way that they set the tone with all of these characters. So we got Elizabeth Swan, who her desire I think would be to like be free and to be able to be with who she wants to be with and do what she wants to do. I can agree. And that's she why I think the corset to thing. Corset. That's yeah, the reason they do symbolic. That. Like it's yeah. a symbolic thing. She's like is. she is constrained in this lifestyle that she doesn't like to do, and that's hurting her. And that making it hard for her to breathe. Can't breathe. And then you got Will Turner, who was found abandoned on a like after a ship was destroyed, and that's when she sees the father died. He doesn't know his dad. Yeah. Raised by his mom. Will Turner. That kid. Yeah. Glad he didn't play Will Turner the whole time. He did fine. He had like two seconds. That was his only line. But the introduction to Will Turner is really cool. I mean, adult Will Turner because he's there standing in the room waiting for. Elizabeth's father to come down so he can present this sword and he starts like playing with this thing and it breaks off and it's silly because it's like paid for like comedy it's like oh this is you know this is a funny thing to do and I remember it got a big laugh in the theater but it's also symbolic it's like this dude was saved and is like in this world but he doesn't belong here doesn't really he doesn't know how this stuff works like he is clumsy you can see it's like this just isn't his nature like he's not like a soft person and that's why he works as a blacksmith like his thing is like refining metal. Like he's not a polished thing himself. Does that make exactly. sense? Am yeah. I being too much with that? No. And then we got fine. the best intro ever with Jack Sparrow. Because <laughs> he's got like all the swag in the world. <laughs> and he's standing on top of his thing and just looks Boat. so cool. Like the design of Jack Sparrow is perfect. Oh, yeah. And costume design. We'll get just slightly into costume design because we're here. So well done. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's so cool. Like the details the of the bead, beads in and his, his hair makeup. and yeah. his makeup. Like yeah. He looks awesome. Like, I didn't think there was going to be a really clever way to make a pirate. Like, you just like, oh, he's got to have the hat. He's got to have a big feather. But, well, like, they, and like, he pull is off like, this look. He's, he's not clean, but he doesn't 
feel as dirty as the other pirates. That's another thing is that they kind of have, he's a little bit different than the rest of them. You're saying that because he's hot. Well. Just kidding. But so anyway, yeah. So he's there standing on the mast. Is that what that's called? I don't know. The top. Anyway, he's the, cor- the crow's nest. Yeah, the crow's nest. And he's like this triumphant pirate. So like, oh, I know who this guy is. But then he jumps off into his ship and there's like water everywhere. So you're like. And it's a small oh, ship. Like, I don't Both. think he knows what he's doing. Like he looked awesome right there, but I don't think he's he quite gets it. And then he, dr- he goes past those pirates that are like hung and then he takes off his hat. And he's like real respectful. And he's like, he's a pirate. Those are his people. And then he pulls into the port, and the ship is completely sunk. And he, steps and he just off. walks onto That's like the one of the best yes. scenes. It's so funny. Walks right onto but the. But it's like so cool. Like he looks dock. so cool walking up. He to does. It. And so like, I, and then the like guy look uh, at Jack sure. after that introduction. It's like this guy's got all the confidence in the world, but he's like not great at what he does. You know, like his ship was sinking. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, yeah, he's is like, there he's reason? In a what's the story? That's the other thing I love is that like, you know, why is he driving this boat into this port? Why is he even going there in the first place? He's going to go steal he's a ship. Commandeer a ship. Commandeer a ship. Yeah. Yes. And so we learned very early on of like what his but how drive did it is. Sink? What yes. is Cassie? Go for what what is what is his drive? What does he want? What does he need? He wants the black pearl. He wants the black pearl. Why does he want the black pearl? Why why do you think after watching he the was movie, what do you think he, he was previously the captain of the black pearl and it it just represents that's just hmm, his love? You were close, yeah. That's why I mean that's I'm not close. I mean you're not wrong here. I just mean you're close to what I was thinking it was. What were you thinking? I think it's freedom, like what he says. What a ship means, what it really is, is freedom. You know when he says that to Kira Knightley's character? Yeah. It's like he just wants to be free. He's not like an evil pirate who wants to pillage and plunder and take all the money. He, he just, just wants, wants to, to do his own thing. Yeah, yeah. He's an adventurer. So he's not he doesn't fall into like the typical mold of a pirate, but Except for kind of, because even when they go to Tortuga um, he's like walking around getting slapped by all the different ladies. He is yeah. kind of that way though. I guess, yeah, you're right. But so here's he where I'd say that he's not like that. And the movie establishes this so well. And this is why we want to talk about this kind of stuff because I think we are going to get into some fun discussions. But like, so Elizabeth Swan gets proposed to by Norrington and then falls off this into thing the water. The and he saves her. He saves her. He does. That's not a pirate's thing. You but know what I mean? But do you think he has an ulterior motive? No, I think he's genuinely a good guy. Yeah. Because he's okay. like, will you be saving well, her then? And they said they couldn't. And he's like, oh, I'll do it. And like, All yeah, like right. he did. He was there to steal a ship. But like that also shows like, oh, he saved the cat. Yeah. That's nice. that whole screenplay. That, that, that whole book's about. So anyway, I, I think this movie really knocks it out of the park with the characters. Are there any, um, are there Character. any characters in particular? Like, like, I mean, your favorite, my favorite. I think it's got to be Jack Sparrow. Oh, right? of course. Yeah. And Without he's a definitely doubt. definitely the MVP. I do, I do absolutely love Elizabeth Swan, though. She is kind of, she turns into a bit of a bad A by the end. Yeah. She has a satisfying arc, too. Because, again, she it's does. like her, her thing and Jack's thing align. They want to be, like, free of the worlds that they're put in. But hers is a little bit different where it's like she was born into this thing where she feels like she has, like, this responsibility to stay in it. Whereas Jack is like... He's born to do what he wants, but he's unable to do it because he doesn't have the ship. Doesn't have the ship. Yeah. So, again, characters feel very real. And that's they what do. I think, you know, so many of these movies, I think this w- the reason why this movie was so successful is because of the characters. It definitely is because of that. Um, what do you think of the dialogue in the movie? Oh, my gosh. So, so, I was watching it again, and I feel like, Obviously, when I first watched it, I did not appreciate or understand the majority of what they were saying because they use such realistic realistic language to the time period. Yeah. Well, that Will Turner, he's a fine match, too. So cute. That is too bold. That is too bold. 
man, yeah, gosh, this movie's so good. I love talking about this. Stuff. And the uh, uh, and it, yeah, another question: Does the dialogue feel like it's realistic conversation, or was it primarily used just to tell the story? Yeah, is it like exposition moving the plot forward? I I don't feel like it. There are definitely way. points in which they have conversations which tell you stories about different people. Like for example, when um, Will Turner's like, "Hey, you." You, the only reason you agreed to this expedition is because you found out that my name was Will Turner. Yeah. Did you know my dad? Like, well why did you That's do not bad, though, because... No, it's not movie, bad. The movie justifies it, it the decisions. Realistic. Yeah. Because they have actions that inspire it instead of just conversations. Where exactly. it's like, oh, hey, like, guess what? My dad was a pirate. What? Your dad was? This guy? You know, it's not laid out on the table for you. It's like the what you're saying. The story is driving it's the conversation. Reaction. Yeah. It is. And that, that's it does it such a good way. And like I'm just thinking about the characters and it's so cool to think. So, you know, Elizabeth Swan, of course, gets kidnapped by these pirates later on. Um, so the pirates of the Black Pearl, they come in to Port Royal. They pillage. This is my favorite shot of the movie is with. So Captain Jack Sparrow is in prison after, of course, having been caught by Norrington and his men because he you know, saved Elizabeth Swan, but they, they want to kill him because he's a pirate, because of who he is. That's the only reason, which is cool because this is part of the world building. In this world, the pirates were real, or like, I mean... And they're more like these bad guy pirates. They pillage yes. and they take money. Yes. But that's not what and he wants to do. But also, that's that's like when they, when they encounter pirates in this time or whatever, then they, they kill him yeah. on the spot. No Hang questions him. asked. Hang yeah. him. Shoot him. Shoot him. That guy's awesome. <laughs> so, Hang him. So what I was going to say with that, so th my favorite shot of that movie is when Jack Sparrow is looking out of his prison cell and he sees the pearl. So it like it does this rising shot, this pan that goes up, shows Port Royal, and it shows the black pearl right in the middle of the bay, and you can see cannonballs, cannonballs. firing out. And I'm like, that's, cool. that's so cool. <laughs> like, Just like as a kid. And then they even have the part where the two ships are like, shooting at each other and it's like the duel you're just like this is so awesome like master and commander does a really good job with that too that is some of like the best ship fighting scenes but like it's so cool to be in that world and even if this world is like super far-fetched because the set design's so good because the acting's so good and everything's so solid on it it's just like that really i have a, well i just i just googled do, do you know our pirates real yes that right the, that they existed they still exist yeah well, well, so yeah, in in like other forms, but like in the way, because the way that Disney created these like fictional pirates, I guess you will say, like yeah, they just kind of took them and made them into a more, I don't know, uh, ex right? exaggerated, exaggerated, yeah, yeah, or made them almost like a friendly character in a way. Drink up, me hot as you will. Yeah, very true. Anyway, and yeah, so. Getting back to like so the creative side of things. What else do we have? We not talk about the music, I guess. Oh, the music. The score is phenomenal. That's that's one of the scores that I feel like, or it's one of the best scores that I will listen to alone. Yeah, I don't need good. the movie to listen triumphant. to it. It is. It's incredibly well made. And they have a lot of good like eerie sound design in the background, like they a lot do. of like the. I don't even know how to do it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Did either. it sound like it? That was exactly it. Um, but this is something that I was like thinking about, and I actually wanted to get back to it. But so after Elizabeth is gone, and this is just another thing to add to Will's character. So you got Norrington, who's like, "All right, like she's gone, 
this is how we get her back. And he's like making all these plans and he's being very by the book because that's who he is. You know, he's a by the book guy. He's like a person of authority and wants to stay in authority. And Will comes in. He's like, they took her. Like, we got to do something. And he's like, well, this is what we're going to do. And this and this and this. And he's like, that's not good enough. You know, like it is that song. <laughs> but like, that's like, again, it's like, it just shows his character really well where it's like, this isn't who he is. Like, he is not like this guy that's by the book. Like he is like, he's a pirate, you know, <laughs> he's like, let's go get what we need. Like, let's go get what we want kind of thing. And I just think it's a really cool way to show him. And then the friendship that forms between Will Turner and Jack Sparrow is like so fun. And they yeah. do great together. They, I think that those two have like good chemistry, like when they're just them two. The unlikely but then just exactly what it needed to be friendship yeah so within the writing were there any symbols from the movie that you picked up on that you think add to the movie itself oh uh, we talked about the corset and how that was yeah something that was symbolic of her not feeling like she can breathe in the society that she currently lives in elizabeth swan um i feel like the the whole idea of just like what you were bringing up is just like everyone's seeking what they want most. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think I'm trying great. to think. Yeah. What are some symbols that you feel like are, I think that's like, yeah, what we're talking about. I think this movie is talking about the dangers of greed and the way you go about getting what you want. Yeah. Like, it's great to want something, but you can't take it. You know what I mean? Or you can't like. You can't take what's, what's not rightfully yours. Yeah what's, what's, yeah, what's not rightfully yours. Or you can't like cheat your way into it. You know, Which is what Barbosa did. Exactly. With the So yeah, that is an overarching theme I feel like is that. And that's what they're so what So I, I was trying to pay attention, but I was. Because I did just watch the beginning of this. Yeah. And I was trying to pay attention to see if they said the the moral in the beginning of the movie, but I I didn't yeah, really get like a Yeah, they usually say something close to it. I, I haven't seen the movie. I, I, I should have watched it with you. I bet there is a line where they say something like that. Um, but usually what a movie will do is they'll establish their moral, they'll establish their ex. Like right in the beginning, someone will say it, and the main character will kind of just go right over their head. Um, I think the moral, though, has to do with greed has to do not with greed but like more of not being greedy the dangers of greed but also the value of individuals and like for example like jack sparrow's our main character the movie is you know about him getting back the black pearl pearls are these really Precious. valuable objects but it's a black pearl so it's like the black swan or the black sheep where it's like it's not your conventional thing of value but there is value. But to him, yeah. Like in him, I think I think he is the black pearl. Like I think Jack Sparrow is because he's, again, he's, he's put into this box of pirates are evil. Piracy is evil. Any pirate, you see a pirate, you hang him on the spot. But it's like, not this guy. Like he's not like that. He is he's someone of value. He cares about people. He does. And he saves people. And like, yeah, he's like a little wonky and he's not great at what he does. Like he makes mistakes. And and he obviously like he does make other decisions. For example, taking Will Turner along, he was like, "Oh, this is great for me because I he's can then turn him over." Yeah. Yes, but then he's it's my, not until like my. he does like because he has to like repent of that. And when he does that, is like when everything is lost. But he's like, "Okay, no, I'm I'm back on your side," you know. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see that. 
And then they, I mean, you see the entire crew, the entire uh, crew of the Black Pearl. I mean, that's just they weren't willing to listen to Will Turner's dad. Like he had mentioned, doesn't they, they make mention that he's like he was the one who like didn't want us to take the treasure or that we should give it back. I, I don't remember. Yeah. And they kept Probably. it. And it's an interesting. It's an interesting analysis of greed because the curse that they have is they can't eat. They can't taste anything. They can't feel anything. And it's just an interesting and very truthful way of how greed works. Like if you're obsessed with money, nothing's going to make you happy except for money. If you're obsessed uh, well, with even then, the like money's not going to make you happy in the end. You'll continue wanting more yeah, and more and nothing's more. Make and you that's happy, what it is. Really. Yeah, nothing yeah. will make you happy if you can't. That's a much better way to put it. Yeah, and and you become numb to things that do matter, and exactly. like you lose sight of like what's important. And I just think that's a really cool lesson that this movie teaches. So we're creatively. I think this movie's, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like, because, and for my, for my reason, and these are still, of course, going to be personal scales. You can give it like, well, creatively, you don't think the plot's that great or this, but because the characters are so good, the design is so good. And because there is something there, the I think there's something deeper really there. really well thought out. The yeah. I just think it's just such a fun ride. I, I mean, I, I'd have to give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Side. Um, now let's get into the technical side because we want to give the do we want to give the people who made this movie happen their due. Um, we've been talking a lot about acting, so maybe we'll jump into that part of it first. Yeah. How is the ensemble or the cast itself in this movie? Like honestly, I feel like it's so strong. I don't ever feel like the acting takes me out of the movie. I'm, I'm trying to think if there is an instance other than the first bit when the kid's like, "Will Turner." And then he passes out. But, he's but not even bad. then, he's no, really no, and bad. the little girl like isn't great either. But she's a little girl. It's not. Yeah, and they're not terrible. How often do you? Honestly, I'm trying to think. What's 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 his name? Um, the guy that's blast. I'm already awake. What's his name? Oh, uh, G- Gibbs. Gibbs, Mr. Gibbs. He yeah. is great. I love him. The side characters are great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, who is the most valuable actor? Is what's her name in this? The girl who plays Gamora. Is she? She's the girl pirate. That's on the. No. You stole my boat. But you didn't. You'll get another one. A better I'll, one. I will look it up. I think even she she's is. good. She's great. Even she's a other, phenomenal actress. Yeah, and then and then the mute. Um, Cotton, Mister Sir. Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Train the parrot to try to talk for him. I guess the monkey's not great at acting. There's one part where he smiles and looks at the camera. Yeah, he can't. No, no honestly, I don't. I don't feel like there are any huge holes with them. There really, yeah, it wasn't a distraction with the acting, in my opinion. I don't think so either. I think um, it's great. Who who is the most valuable? Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He got nominated for an Oscar for this. Did you know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. He got nominated for Best Actor. That's pretty awesome. And I think well-deserved. It really is. It defined, like, that's oh, the yeah. only reason those movies did so well. Like, I mean, so everyone else did great, but he did, like, exceptional. We went to Disney World um, when we were 15, so obviously we'd seen this movie at this time. And um, they have a very, very close look-alike to Johnny Depp, who plays, and and I know they have several of them, and they like have several, but but that he will come out as Jack Sparrow, and it is so cool. That's awesome. So we went, and Sydney and I were just so incredibly enthralled with this guy. He came out, he cut, he does like a little show, and then he goes back in, and he's doing his whole little routine, and he walks just like him, and he sounds just like him, and 
anyway so he won't take pictures with anyone I don't know why that was if that's still a thing but I remember that we were like oh my gosh we have to get a picture with him because he looked so much like him so we we ran after him and followed him and there was a door that said it I don't think it said anything and he knew that we were following him and so he walked through this door and we followed him and I don't think we were supposed to because it was one of those like dressing door well no something like that where it was like it was like a walkway back to where they were supposed to go or where they do whatever and we were like um can we get a picture and um he was like i don't believe you're supposed to be back here and and we were like we were like yeah no um oh i'm so sorry it didn't say anything you know and he was like well rules are meant to be broken aren't they and he took a picture with us and it was just the coolest thing (laughs) anyway falling into the men's room (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess i don't know i don't even fully remember but i think it was something that anyway sydney sydney knows oh that's anyway he's just cool and just a fun and i feel like i met him even though i didn't but I mean, it, that character is that magnetic. It's like that really is. cool. It comes that much off of like the screen, you know? It really does. I feel like there's like only a few characters that really do that. I feel like he, Heath Ledger's Joker definitely is like that. Yes. Jack Sparrow, for sure. Yes. I mean, I, can you name like other ones that come that quickly? I feel like those two. As a character, because I feel like other people play people. Yeah. And that's. But those two, I mean, like that's like who everyone dresses up as like for it's Halloween. Iconic. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I know exactly who you are. A lot of Star Wars characters, I guess, are like that, too. Yeah. But like yes. that's just because the characters are so powerful in that. That's and awesome. It's just a fun. Um, how did you feel about the cinematography in the movie as, or the use of the camera? Oh, I feel like they had some really awesome shots, even as boats were going across the water and things like totally. that, where it was. It clearly high production cost to be able to get these types of shots. It wasn't all really close in on the ship so that you can tell that they're just on a set somewhere mm-hmm. with water in the background. You can tell that they are out in the ocean. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, the camera work and in this movie is great. Yeah. It shows, like, the vastness of the sea really well, but it also gives you a lot of scale, like I'm talking about with that. My favorite shot, again, being when he's looking down from the jail and then seeing... The the black pearl shooting, shooting off cannons. And just like the streams. Like it's so, so cool. Yeah. It's such a cool visual. Agreed. Go on. What were you saying? Oh, no. I was just going to say they, they shot most of it in the Caribbean, didn't they? Like Did the they actual. Really? Yeah. I didn't they, know that. The black pearl, I've actually seen it. It is at the Disney Island, Castaway Key. And half of it. The real one that they yes. used for the movie? Yes. So I know they've used it. They use a couple different like ones. They use a full complete ship. But this one is, it's a half a ship. And on one side, it looks like the Black Pearl. And on the inside, or the other side, it's all the sets. Really? There's like little rooms inside of it. That's really so cool. cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, other than camera work, I think, again, we already touched on the design. But the design is so phenomenal. And you got to give it to the costume designers. I think they got nominated for an Oscar for that, too. It got nominated for five Academy Awards. That's Like, awesome. it wasn't like... It wasn't just well something deserved. that everyone liked and it was like a popular movie. It was like also like, oh, yeah, we got to give kudos Very to Very well these made. Like, um, in addition to that, the sound design, I believe that one too. Yeah, he's got Best Makeup was a nominee, Best Sound Mixing, which we were just talking about, Best Sound Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Actor in a Leading Role. Like, Jack Sparrow. It's pretty cool stuff to get nominated that is. for. And, and when you think about like the sound editing, especially during those like fight scenes we were talking about with like the cannons and everything, like. I mean, that's what it takes a lot of work you. to be able to put a crowd of people in a fight or in some kind of thing like that to make it feel make realistic. 
Yeah. It does. But like not only that, there was a guy, I was watching this video about an independent filmmaker and he's like, these are the things I wish I would have known before I released my first movie. And it, it like when I say released his first movie, I mean, he enter, entered this into a few of those like festivals and he's like, get the sound right. Like it can be a little blurry. Like the movie doesn't have to be like great as far as like the quality of the film, like do the best you can, of course. But he's like, sound is one of those things that people will not forgive you on. If the sound is off, everyone's just like, mm, this movie's not great. Like if it, if you hear it, like, like if it's like really like big and, and you know, just loud or like you feel it buzzing or it's too quiet. It's just stuff like people don't forgive you on the sound. Like that's at least what he was conveying was like, it's something that's that a really important part of the movie. Like yeah. you got to at least get that right. If, Yeah. If it's off, then you notice for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's just irritating. I think it that's is. the big thing. Is it it's is. so irritating and you're just you like, can't I can't concentrate I can't on this. appreciating the visual effects of it when the sound is off. And luckily, again, sound is phenomenal. We already talked about the score and how amazing it is, but also the use of the score because I don't feel like it's overbearing. It's not. And I feel like it adds to the adventure. And then it has that for. common melody that comes up throughout as like triumphant. Yeah. Dun, dun, oh, dun, yeah. Dun, like when they dun, like successfully dun, steal dun, the, dun, the dun, interceptor. Dun, dun, dun. Like, dun, it's so dun, cool. Like, dun, dun. oh, that's such a cool movie. Like, dun, I'm just, like, getting chills thinking dun, about, like, how good. And, like, the final fight scene when they do it, too. Like, yes. So what's the plan, Jack? Are we here to fight until the blah, 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 they blah, truly blah? Or oh, you could just surrender. Oh, you could just surrender. Oh, such a good uh, movie. Directing, considering all the elements, does this movie reach its full potential? That's really that what I think. Really? No, no, that's great. Because this is, I think, to tie up the technical side of exactly. things. So we've already talked about a lot of those things. And we did talk about, we'll, we'll figure out the flow of all this. We're just kind of trying to give you an idea of how in-depth we want to go with these movies. But I think the director's Id- job is to make sure that everything fits together properly. So with all the elements being considered, does this movie live up to yeah it's who, full potential who directed this movie so this is the cool part so the guy's name let me pull up his not name. well known no he's he's decently well known so it's gore verbinski verbinski here are the other movies that he's done i think people of course he did the rest of the the three pirate movies rango is another movie <laughs> he did with johnny depp that's one of his most popular ones but this is one that i thought was interesting he did the movie the ring and that was before pirates of the caribbean came out and this was one of the movies that genuinely scared me. If you lis- listen to our Hallow Experience episode, The Ring was a scary movie. And it's interesting that Disney gave him the helm on a movie like this. Literally, the helm. You know, yeah. it's a ship. Oh, yeah. But, like, he, I think he delivers. He really did. Like, maybe not as, like, and I think what comes down to, and the reason why the sequels I don't think are quite as good as the first one, is at that point... I think it suffered from like what a lot of these other world building movies suffer from where it's it feels like the second one feels like a commercial for the third one. And then the Agreed. third one feels like not as it's just not as satisfying as the first one. It's not. And it makes sense when you understand that like they might have been working on that first script for like 10 years. And then they put these other ones out much quicker. Yeah, it wasn't like a short period of time. And this is the first they attraction that had a movie off of it. Are you sure? I guess Snow White. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There were a lot of them. No, they made those movies were before the rides. Snow White the movie came out before the ride for oh, sure. Oh, had a. Movie I'm saying made the attraction, and then they made a movie because of the attraction. I think Pirates is the first. Oh, interesting. I, I I'd love them to make a Matterhorn movie. Oh but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, given his background, I mean, this is easily his best. Or 
in my opinion, this is his best movie. Even of all the pirate movies, agreed. And he did The Lone Ranger. Did you ever see The Lone Ranger? I didn't. I liked the idea of it, but I never saw it because I heard it wasn't great. Yeah. But like, maybe I we should watch it. See it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, Gregor Verbins- Verbinski. Woo. Gore. 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 Gregor. He's a good guy. Um, so technically speaking, what would Gore. you give this movie out of 10? I, I still think that this is a 10 for me, technically speaking. Are I you think giving it a 9? I would say I'm giving it, I'd say I'd give it a 9. And okay, the reason for that is because there's nothing. And so this is, again, my viewing of the technical side of things. I love it when a movie does something with the camera, like The Revenant. Like The Revenant for me is a 10 out of 10 tech. Well, actually, it's probably a 9 out of 10 because there's one part where the Native Americans do not speak great. And I can't believe they missed it. Anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. But the director in that one, um, Alejandro González Iñárritu, uses a lot of long shots. And that's what really captivates you and makes you kind of feel like you're there. Whereas this one, I feel like the pacing of the shots, while some of them are beautiful, it doesn't s- it doesn't feel as intentional as what I'd say a ten out of ten feels like, where it's like okay. this is an art artistic choice that's adding to the movie. That being this said, one is more it doesn't get in the way the ever. Story. Yeah, and then the other no, aspects it, it excels. Like the music, I think, is phenomenal, and the editing, like we've already talked about, is phenomenal. I'd say, and this is just because I feel like I have to be a little bit stingy because I don't want to give every movie a perfect score. I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Like an 8 I, out of 10 yeah. technically? Like, oh I think geez. it's great. I don't think it's revolutionary or, like, perfect, you know. But okay. I do think it's good. Only because of cinematography? I think that's my biggest one because I don't think there's any moment where I'm just, like, enjoying it sheerly because of what they're putting in each frame. But at that being said, I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I, I, I'm I'm confident giving an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten is not a bad score. I I just don't think it's like a revolutionary, groundbreaking way of making movies, at least for me. Okay. Is that is that fair? That's fair. So these things are all still personal, but they are. We just want to make sure we categorize them. So it's like we're talking about the creative side, we're talking about the technical side. Now let's get into the last five minutes, which is just our personal side. Which is great. So Cassie, you start because I've been talking a lot. I uh, I I don't know where to start. What makes this movie special for you? It. I feel like it represents a time when I appreciated movies in a different way. Where I feel like before this movie, I do feel like this movie for me was one that um, opened up a lot more doors to. Because beforehand I had categorized things into like. My interests. And I would only watch that movie if it aligned with my interests, if that makes sense. Yeah. And since I knew nothing about pirates, I was like, I'm not interested in that. But I watched it anyway and was so impressed and entertained that I feel like it changed how I viewed movies. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's great. Has it has it changed for you? Has it like aged well? Yeah, I I feel like I love it more now than I, I do too. Especially every time I go back to Disneyland or I go back to watching it again or when I watch the other movies while they weren't as good as this first one. This first one obviously by far is the best, but when I watch those other movies it still brings me back to this like wonderful world of Jack Sparrow and Disney. And yeah. Yeah. 
It I is know, so cool. It, it, it does. It has aged really well. And even as I was watching it, I was like, man, this movie is thir- how many years old? 15? 16 years yeah, old? Yeah, wow. It's 16, 16 years, years old. old. And I feel like... It can drive. It really can. Considering it, it passes tests. Yeah, as long as it's passed its driver's test. I feel like even with all that time that's passed, it's still just an incredible movie. It's going to be, it is a classic for me. Oh, yeah. What about you? I think you said it great. For me personally, again, the buildup, the fact that this was, it was highly anticipated at the time. It was rumored for a long time. Oh, I heard they're making a Pirates movie. Like legitimately, I remember hearing that. They're making a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That's fun. It was so much better than I thought it was ever, like I, that I ever could have thought it was going to be. You know, it not only checked every box as far as like giving me like a fun, adventurous pirate movie, but again, created like characters that outshined the ride. You know, like so Pirates they really of the Caribbean did. is phenomenal. I'm not, oh, I'm not saying the ride's not bad. And it's an incredible ride for when it was made. Yeah, but Jack Sparrow's so good that they put him in the ride. In several spots. Yeah. And I know like he got overused in the next movies. I think that the problem with the, the sequel movies is they were trying to capture what the first one did. And the first one, again, like Jack Sparrow, just had this swag. Like this He really he did. just he just had like this this demeanor that was so cool. Like Without trying to be cool. Whereas the other ones were like, hey, people think he's funny. Maybe let's make him a little funnier and goofier. But it's like, no, like he was he was more real in the first one. He was cool. Like, again, like yeah. he like, yeah, he made mistakes and he made us laugh, but he like wasn't he was always confident, you know, and like that's what Truly. I feel like the other movies kind of missed on, at least in my my opinion. Um, but again, personally, going back to this one, because of my like attachment with Disney and Disneyland at that time, it was so great. Yeah, I I, you know, I watch this movie all the time as a kid. I loved it, and what I'd say is it it has aged better, like you said. Like I feel I like agree. I can appreciate it more now. Now, for me, what matters most to me in a movie is if something like hits me while I'm watching it. Sometimes it has to hit me on the first time. Sometimes it's like afterward, but like it teaches me a lesson or inspires me in a way that like no other movie has done. I'll give you an example, like Birdman. The unexpected <laughs> virtue of ignorance. Yeah, I can say it's like not for everybody. Like it would honestly, it's like kind of pretentious, like the movie itself. And I know that that's like a again, that's like a label that I shouldn't be putting on it. But I could, I could feel that. Like there are some parts where it's like, oh, the dialogue is kind of like, like I don't, Talking I, I, I can see why me. people wouldn't like it. That being said, there's one moment that like helped me learn something, and like because of that, I like am really attached to that movie, and so. This movie does definitely teach me something, but, but it's not my attachment obvious. to it's more of like the entertainment value. Like it's just so of fun. Course. Like it's not there's not like one scene where I'm just like I have to rewatch this scene again and again. And that's usually uh, honestly like those are like, I love I love those moments in movies. Like if you can build the up to Oscar that one moments. scene that's going to teach me something and it really delivers. That's what I'm always and I'm a sucker for. And that this stuff. one, yeah, this one I feel like though does have several quotes throughout that are just i don't know they have the inspirational quotes that are just funny or whatever i don't know yes and that being said while it doesn't have that overall moral no it wasn't that wasn't the point the point was to tell a story yeah and i'm curious as to why like for me personally look for that then yeah it would be not quite it's not going to deliver because it wasn't trying to do that you know and that's the thing and that's why we want to grade these things personally so personally though that being said I can't give it a 10 out of 10, but I'm gonna, I give it a 9 out of 10. 
Oh yeah. Because it's just that fun. And like like Star Wars or like Indiana Jones or any other world, Pirates of the Caribbean, the world is so cool and established so well in this movie that like you just can't not have fun with it. So yeah, it's nine so out of true. ten on the personal side for me. What about for you personally? I don't think you can your scale. This your score. This has always and I did not remember it when I actually did write down or like in finding my favorite movies. I just uh, not that I forget about it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's a ten for me. Ten out of ten. It Go is. Girl. It, it is, is one of those ones. Yeah, like I, I definitely come back to it. Like if someone suggests Pirates, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I love that movie. But I think it's just because it's not the one that like first comes to my mind where I'm like, let's watch this one. You know? Yeah. But like now after we've talked about it, like I like really want to watch it. I truly love it. <laughs> like I'm like, oh man, this movie. Is it makes really me good. happy. It entertains. It. Yeah, it checks and I'm not box. one. I don't. I don't usually need to learn something from it or whatever. I I'm I'm a pretty yeah easy date. And that's that's why I love it. learning that though. Mystery date? <laughs> no. <laughs> Santa Claus? No. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is like it matters if if a certain way or if a certain oh, what's the word I'm looking for if there's a certain way or thing that a movie has to do to be your personal favorite like that matters like in your scale it does you know um so i appreciate you sharing that so i think my grand total of the movie is a 27 out of 30 and mine I mean, is almost a, perfect mine is Yours a 30 is out of 30 yeah that's awesome yeah i don't have a, in my in my scope of movies this is this is a perfect movie yeah i think we still i i personally so th- this is just testing out the uh lights camera reaction grading scale i do think it I, that was a fun discussion i enjoyed that it was and that's our goal with it is just to elaborate on movies, you know, to really dig into it, give it its credit, and then talk about each aspect, pretty much each aspect. And we're not, I'm not claiming to be a professional movie person. I am. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh. like, I've taken classes, two classes to be exact, one in college and one in high school. Like, I've watched tons of videos on it and interviews of directors, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't get. But I think it's important to try to learn that stuff. So I think this scale will kind of help you to, you know, be more intentional. Critical. Yeah, critical and intentional when watching a movie. You know, just not be critical active. in a negative way, but yeah, thinking about if you really like it, why do you really like it? Yeah. If you didn't like it, why didn't you like it? Totally. Here's some reasons why you might not have liked it. Totally. Any closing thoughts on pirates or on everything we've already talked about? No, I just enjoy movies i enjoy talking about them me too i'm glad you enjoy it because this was fun did you have fun this i had fun. fun yeah me it too was great so we hope you had fun if you want to share your thoughts on out on uh, pirates of the caribbean or on our new grading scale again lights camera reaction please send us an email at outer experience podcast at gmail.com what would you rate pirates of the caribbean yeah what's your what's out your score out of 30 27 for me i mean if you hear that 27 out of 30 it's essentially a 9 out of 10 that it is pretty great and a 30 Pretty out of 30, awesome. I can't really figure that one out. What's that? Uh, a 10 out of 10. Oh. Approximately. Yeah. If you carry the factorial. <laughs> Divided by 7. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you sticking around. Um, if you like what you hear, let us know. Because you know, we appreciate the feedback, but also because we like interacting with people. We love interacting love with people. Love it. And speaking of interactions, last week we did have a contest winner for the Keenan and Kel episode. Uh, we asked our listeners to send in an email to Outer Experience 
podcast at gmail.com saying the word Rockville. We only got one email back and <laughs> it was from Beverly. Thank you. So Beverly. Beverly, thank you so much for reaching out and you best. get a free shirt of whatever size you want. Not whatever size. Yeah. I spoke too soon. <laughs> it can't it cannot be the size of your entire apartment. Nope. Can't do that. Nope. Can't expensive. be the size of your car either. Yeah. Nice try. Nice try. We know you were thinking it. Oh, we can make her a sticker. We totally can. Anyway, Beverly, uh, Send us an email. Or Congrats. Yeah, you know, we'll talk to you soon. We don't have to send us an email. Um, but if you like what you hear, please share it with people and give us a and just uh, five-star review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. If it's nice enough, we'll read it. If it's, if it's pretty rude, nice, we'll, we'll read it. We'll if read it's it no rude, we'll what. read it out loud. Yeah, we will. But then give us a five-star review. Just you can, give us you a can be re- rude, but just put five stars. But still stars. put five stars. We don't read the one stars. We don't have any yet. Not yet. Mainly because it's just been our family. Thanks, I'm really fam. glad we don't have a one-star review. Anyway, Thanks for joining in. Thank you very much. And if you're in the experience... You got to get out of it.